Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I didn't care about nothing else but partying. I should be doing horror film music. Yeah, fuck. Kunde vi få över oss det här? Hej, 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 a flavor from the old so you don't scare people but with the future Att lyssna och på olika sätt uppleva musik är oöverträffat om du frågar mig. Att snacka om musik är ju verkligen näst bäst. Men här är vi ändå, du och jag. Välkommen till Musik och Därnulf. Jag heter Kalle Därnulf och kommer presentera en skara av speciella personer som skapar intressant musik. Du och jag har kanske inte samma åsikt om musik men jag tror nog ändå att vi kan enas om att det är fantastiskt att få träffas av klanger, brus, sång, beats och harmonier. När det är som bäst kan ju allting stanna upp eller så förflyttas du till en ny värld, gör en resa tillbaka i minnet. Du vet och du minns. Första personen att möta är Jeff Mills, mannen som av en del kallas professorn. Han har funnits där i princip sedan starten av det vi kallar elektronisk dansmusik, början av 80-talet. Energisk DJ och minimalistisk producent skapandes sin variant av sci-fi techno-jazz. Lika hemma på en svettig klubb som i ett elegant konstgalleri. För honom är det självklart att samarbeta med en symfoniorkester ena dagen och en afrobeat-trumslagare den andra. Då Mills har hunnit ut kring 50 album och ungefär 100 singlar och EPs så måste det helt enkelt bli två avsnitt. Doing something, showing someone something in a, in a completely different manner. That everything falls under the, the, the title of techno. Ja, han må kallas för professorn och visst han är lite äldre. Han är född 1963 men han är en konstnär och visionär. Intresserad av att ställa frågor kring musikens kraft och betydelse. Hur utvecklas den elektroniska musiken och vad har inte gjorts? Jeff Mills försynta och artiga sätt, strama men eleganta klädsel, signalerar en bestämd och kontrollerad man. 
Han passar kanske mer in på bilden av en bankman än den av en passionerad, ostoppbar kreatör. Jeff Mills går nästan ensam mot resten av klubbkulturen med sina seriösa projekt och teorier. En kreativ ådra som inte visar några tecken på att sina. Det var i New York hösten 1992 som jag fick en käftsmäll av Jeff Mills. En av de hetaste klubbarna på Manhattan var The Limelight. En nedlagd gotisk kyrka omgjord till ett hedonistiskt palats. This is the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion in New York, built in 1846. The church's dedication plaques remain in place. A reminder that the limelight disco was once a house of prayer. Critics were outraged by what they saw as a desecration. It drew fire from religious groups and media attention because it became the in-place for celebrities. Where Yoko Ono and Andy Warhol hosted parties during its first week. The Limelight var en mörklagd klubb och det var svårt att lokalisera sig. Trångt och hektiskt, skrämmande och fantastiskt på samma gång. Stenväggarna och den enorma takhöjden skapade en sagolik atmosfär som taget ur en Tim Burton-film. Ljudet var intensivt och starkt och Jeff Mills techno brutal. The Limelight became like the center of rave culture. Moby, artist och rave-legend som spelade mycket på The Limelight. It's funny you mention that Jeff Mills night because um, I was standing, like I remember when he was DJing and I was in the DJ booth with him just watching him throwing records around. Um, his approach to music was just so interesting. Um, the Limelight was this phenomenal incubator of electronic music and rave culture and techno It was a really magical place. Limelight var en upplevelse utöver det vanliga. Det var där Jeff gjorde sig ett namn i New York efter flytten från Detroit. Och det var där jag första gången hörde honom och upplevde hans explosiva DJ-set. Welcome to Sweden, Stockholm. Thank you. Thank you very much. I remember meeting you back in 96. It was at the time the first uh, visit uh, to uh, to Sweden, and you were really um, enthusiastic. Uh, you had been um, running labels for about three, four, four years at the time, uh, and you were really sort of um, uh, you were gaining momentum in a way. How would you describe yourself uh, back in '96? Oh, if I, if I could, rem- I mean, remember. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I think I was probably on the road maybe fifty, fifty weeks out of, out of a year. Um, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, it was a very busy time. Um, I was uh, living in Berlin and in Chicago at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, um, yeah, busy. But it's, it's busy now, um, and yeah. So, yeah, because. What's really fun uh, for me as sort of a, a bystander is that it seems like that after 99, it seems like your creativity just exploded. Well, I just um, felt that there was a lot missing, um, not just from the things I was doing, but just in electronic music as a whole. That uh, around, the, around the end of the, yeah, around 1998, 1999, around 2000, 
I um, was convinced that we had kind of lost, um, you know, our, uh, electronic music had kind of lost its path and that it was just rehashing and doing the same thing over and over again because it worked. And I thought that um, that, that was actually uh, um, fine, but there are other things that, that we should be exploring, like what does techno and electronic music look like? What, you know, what does it feel like? How come we're not um, exploring the, you know, the other parts of, of, of the culture? So, I, um, so the first thing I did was to uh, get involved in film, and that's what led me to scoring uh, the Metropolis uh, uh, film, Fritz Lang. Yeah, and, and then you've sort of pursued that as well. Uh, w- where lies your interest in, in sort of creating uh, a, a new soundtrack? Well, I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was something that I had been thinking about, uh, you know, for a long time, since like maybe the, you know, the late 80s. And actually, while I was in Underground Resistance, we were, we were fooling around with film and, 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 uh, and discussing how we would, you know, put videos to these... Um, you know, you know, to the music that we were making. But at the time, there were very few outlets for independent uh, labels to release videos, I suppose. So the technology was there, but, but there were very few resources to, you know, to do that. So, um, so uh, I just decided that, um, you know, there needed to be a working example. We, you know, in electronic music, someone needs to produce something that is convincing, And, uh, and so I, I did the Metropolis thing, which then led to being in more contact with uh, people from classical music, which led to uh, concerts and, and uh, collaborating and, and uh, things like that. So. Tidigt fanns fascinationen för rymden och för att det fanns något bortom det vi såg och det vi kunde förklara. Science fiction, ett ämne som fascinerat honom sedan tidig ålder och något som upptar minst hälften av alla album han skapat. Att våga planera och drömma framåt, det är science fiction enligt Mills. Att diskutera och försöka förstå hur vi ska vara för att framöver kunna överleva som mänsklighet. En viktig väg och ögonöppnare till science fiction fick han genom seriernas värld. Well, Uh, involved and interested in comics, uh, you know, since I was very, very young, and um, and and science fiction. You know, when I could, you know, have enough money to go to the theater and cinema, movies came. You know, so Star Wars and all that, and and so um, so I'd always had a, a really um, deep interest in it. Uh, and so when I got into electronic music, I was trying to find ways. Uh, to bring that more into the fold. I mean, even while I was in Underground Resistance, you know, Mike and I, we, we would talk about, you know, comics all the time because he also was, was uh, you know, into... In fact, everybody of a certain age was into comics, from Derek to Kevin to Juan to to Kenny to Carl to, you know... Uh, so so we were all into to comics uh, and some of us more than others um and uh so that that's all our that's it that's a, it's in our past uh 
uh, science fiction, fiction stories telling. Two American scientists are lost in the swirling maze of past and future ages during the first experiments on America's greatest and most secret project, the Time Tunnel. Science fiction and uh, futurism and um, space, space travel, space science. Uh, NASA and uh, you know planets and all types of things uh, um, have you know they, 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 those subjects have been there as long as I can remember. So uh, it wasn't hard to 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 find a way a channel to to bring that into electronic music. And I had also assumed that there were um, a percentage of people that were interested in music, mainly from the technical part part of it. And, and, and also maybe the futurism part of it that was probably from the same type of background that we had been ignoring for since rave culture came um, and kind of wiped everything out and just became a big you know, circus-type spectacle. Um, but there were always people, I, 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 I believe that there was always people, a certain percentage that had interest in those subjects that were always waiting to kind of fuse these two things together. And uh, and so um, I just I just began to try to um, find a, a pathway to kind of connect these two things together. What led you to to sort of be inspired by Gustav Holst for Planets? Well, I mean, uh, because of of listening to classical music uh, in science fiction. Uh, films and things and commercials and you know I, I used to listen to John John Williams not knowing that 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 was that was him you know I mean in TV shows and commercials and things and uh, w- when I was old enough to begin to kind of piece these things together hey, hey wait a minute John Williams is the guy that that scored Star you know, you know Star Wars that's the same guy that that made the music for Lost in Space the TV show and that's the same guy that you know. Uh, then I began to uh, become interested in other things that he was doing, and that led me to other classical things, and that was what how you know, I probably ran into Holst planets. And so, um, well, 14, 15 years old, maybe. Have you encountered sort of specific uh, questions that that uh, members of the orchestra have asked you? Uh, maybe the most common question is, what what exactly are you doing <laughs> with, with all these buttons and knobs over here? And uh, and um, for just about every concert, I have uh, you know I, I try to explain that, so I speak to the orchestra and tell them what we're doing here. So this this score is about the nine planets. And that we are um, creating a tutorial journey. So it's not like Colston; he's just you know Mercury and you know the Greek mythology and and Saturn and here. We're we're actually traveling from the the sun, you know, to Mercury, to Venus, to Earth, to Mars, all the way to the end of the solar system, and and not only to each planet, but also we're experiencing the space in between. So. Um, there's where the lights dim down. There's where the strange experimental electronic parts come in until we reach the next planet. And then that's when the orchestra comes in. And we do that nine times and, uh, and, to, and to the Kepler belt. And then um, we, and then that's it, you know. So, 
And then, and then I explain to them that what, what I'm doing, the role that I'm playing, is uh, the electronic parts that are actually uh, putting the orchestration closer back to the original compositions that I made. So I'm laying the foundation for the orchestra to be able to play on top. And, and also improvising and also uh, a, a few other things as well. So uh, once, once they understand that, then, um, then yeah, they, they, you know, they, they, I, I think they, the, the musicians, they realize that it's a, 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 step, a step beyond Holst, that it's, um, it's more about space science than it is about Greek mythology and, and the spiritual aspect of, of the planets, that it's, it's about facts, that the sounds that they're playing are... Um, translations of scientific data and the reason and the tempo and 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 the, and the and the way that they're playing it was all thought out and um in a in a you know very uh, uh numeric and, and calculations and 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 that was done to make the listener and the audience feel a certain way so when the parts are a bit too long and you don't know what's going to happen next. That's because the distance between the space is so great between Mercury and Pluto that we have to wait. We, you can't just, you know, jump to it. So, so those type of things uh, are, are, are really uh, uh, in, in the project of planets. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
Mills techno är inte alltid vad som brukar saliföras som Detroit techno. Den sidan visar han på enstaka projekt men merparten är betydligt mer eget och lånar från frias, experimentalister och inte så mycket från soul och funk. Där andra kan fascineras av ny teknik och anammar möjligheter med artificiell intelligens i sitt skapande så är Jeff Mills inte så brydd över tekniska landvinningar när det gäller sitt eget skapande. Här är drömmar och förhoppningar källan till kreativitet. Personligen tycker jag Jeff Mills är en av de absolut främsta kompositörer inom techno och ambient musik. Harry Lekebusch, producent och DJ om Jeff Mills. Hans eh, ljudbilder är utomjordiskt originella och det är en av de viktigaste sakerna med just de här genrerna om du frågar mig. Just eh, originaliteten i ljudbilden och melodierna i rytmiken och ljudkulörerna som han använder- Även låttitlar och all den okulta vetenskap som han bakar in i sina koncept tycker jag gör honom framförallt tidlös. Ja, definitionen av techno tar Mills till en annan nivå. Det är inte ljudbilden som är central. Det handlar om ett annorlunda sätt att uttrycka sig. Så vad skulle du säga var start av techno? Um, probably, hmm, uh, when and where, I don't know. I, I don't know who started it. It was definitely, it was probably before Kraftwerk, far, far, far before Kraftwerk. I, I don't know how it came about maybe a hundred, maybe 150 years ago. Someone decided to, to um, play play that instrument a little a little different than than the other guys <laughs> you know um and the result was much different um what what they thought of that musician at the time i don't know but uh um you know think you know i thank him very 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 much <laughs> um but i i can imagine that that would probably be you know be the start say someone has a a guitar and the person just got tired of of playing it the same way you know you have six strings so why don't i put eight uh or something like that you know or or why don't i turn the strings the other way or put all you know bass strings or something i don't know but um uh it it's been going on for a very long time as long as music has been around so that's that's centuries and i've read somewhere that you actually, you actually said that um techno Um, it's actually something you've never really heard before. Mm. Uh, at its best, I think. I think. I think that is it at its best. And and um, um, yeah, I, I strongly, very firm believe that that uh, is my belief of it. But it can be different for any and every person. What techno is um, for for me, also. It's not very important that you have to plug in the machine to actually generate the sound to be able to create techno. Uh, it's it's just uh, doing something, showing someone something in a in a completely different manner. That everything falls under the the, the title of techno. 
So, uh, you know, if 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 you can hold this mic in a way I'd never seen before, wow, that 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 would fall into into in, into that category. Ja, jag gillar tanken på att mitt sätt att hålla mikrofonen kan vara techno. Krast brukar historien om techno skrivas som ett resultat av minimalistiska kompositörer som Steve Reich och Terry Riley parat med Kraftverks ljudbild. Brittisk New Wave och synt mixat med känslorna från en skara producenter från ett desillusionerat Detroit. Samtidigt som det är en typ av sanning så beskriver det bara soundet. Some call it mad. We call it truth. A tribe of multiverse mouths and similar noses and almond shapes. Have you always been fascinated by rhythms? Uh, growing growing up in Detroit, yeah, you, there's no escape. Um, had a pretty large family, mostly mostly girls, so you can imagine the Motown records that were flowing through the. Um, yeah, and uh, it's it's always been there as long as I can remember. You know, James Brown and. You know, blues and BB King and and uh, to Jackson Five to uh, yeah, it, it goes back. You know, my older brother was a DJ. Um, you know, during disco days and um, all my friends in growing up were into music somewhere, either in a band or um, you know, some somewhere. Uh, you know. You would drive by the Motown headquarters, you know, on the way going down to, you know, and, and things like that. So it was, it was, it was always there. Yeah, sure. Oh, we are a very special company, working hard from day to day. Nowhere will you find more unity than at Hitsville. I said Hitsville, here at Hitsville, you Was that sort of a, um, everyone's true dream to actually be part of it? Not not perhaps specific Motown, but but actually make a living out creating music. Uh, in Detroit, uh, it was not an unusual manner, you know, in, in which to live or to or to make a living, uh, because it, it had been done very well before with Motown, and even bef- Before Motown, it was it was it was very big back in the 1920s and 30s and things like that. So um, and and also during disco time, uh, radio has always been and still is really really powerful in in Detroit and in the mid mid Midwest area. Um, so uh, there is no escape. It it was just a choice uh, for many of us and. Um, Groundwork and structures had already been laid. Some businesses were already still there from Motown days, like mastering and pressing, that, that that are still there now. People that used to work for Motown that you can go and talk to, singer background singers and uh, studios, uh, all those things are still there uh, with within the city. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was. In a, in, in a way, I suppose a, a lot of us in Detroit actually kind of had an advantage, I think. And when you say Detroit, well, wow, you know, Motown. So, you know, there was always this reference that you could refer back to. And, uh, well, we do something kind of like Motown, you know, except it's a little bit more futuristic or something like that. So uh, it was it was always kind of accepted at the, at the beginning. I think. You can never get the amount of talent that was in one room in Motown. The story of Motown is about so much more than just music. It's about breaking barriers, overcoming obstacles. 
Detroits moderna historia kan inte skrivas utan att ta upp 60-talets stora framgångssaga Motown. Barry Gordy skapade ett skivbolag som under en tid var det framgångsrikaste företaget drivet av en afroamerikan. Förmågan att anpassa musikbranschen likt bilindustrin, låta löpande bandsprincipen styra var en stor del av framgången. Musikerna och kompositörerna var arbetarna och försåg utvalda artister med en stridström av kompositioner. Och de utvalda artister som Gordy ville satsa på kunde välja från ett smörgåsbord av soulpop-låtar som tilltalade en bred skara och i det här fallet även en vit publik. Det intressanta var att när artisterna började protestera mot den alltför mekaniserade processen och ville skriva eget material så innebar det ett personligare uttryck och i förlängningen att skivbolaget och artisterna följde med i samtiden. När bilindustrin nått sin kulmen i Motortown, det var då som skivbolaget spred musiken världen över. Pretty darn good news today for a Detroit jewel. The Motown Museum is set to undergo a 50 million dollar expansion that'll include new exhibits and a theater. Coco McAvoy shows us how this motor city... Jeff Mills historia är en förlängning av det starka musikaliska arvet, fast med knorr. Han är färgad av kreativiteten men hittade andra sätt att ta musiken vidare. Del två tar avstamp i hans tidiga år som The Wizard. I was on the radio on the on the biggest station of the city and had a radio show six days a week. I had the most popular show uh, at certain times and I was only like 8 The Wizard, Jeff Mills alias som radio-DJ. Han blev störst i Detroit och under resans gång så han han inspirera och influera många. Som det här exemplet från Eminem, Groundhog Day. M&M om att du inte vet vad du missat om du inte upplevt The Wizard alias Jeff Mills på radio i Detroit under 80-talet. Jeff Mills började med radio och delade senare till att han skapade egen musik och mer om det i del två. Då hör du honom även sia om mänsklighetens framtid. Det här var avsnitt ett av två om Jeff Mills. Nästa vecka hör du alltså fortsättningen. Häng med och kommentera på Facebook eller Instagram på Musik och Därnulf. Jag har även skapat en spellista på Spotify som heter Musik och Därnulf och plockat med lite av vad man kan hitta med Jeff Mills. Du kan även stödja mig och programmet på Patreon och få del av lite extra godbitar i form av rabatter till klubbar och annat extra material. Men Framförallt, framförallt så kan du höra avsnitten med musik och det är ju som du förstår en helt annan upplevelse. Kommentera och kom gärna med tips. Följ alltså för info om kommande poddar och gäster och sprid gärna ordet. Jag heter Kalle Danulf och hoppas att vi snart hörs igen. <skratt>